during our Bible study as we get back into the book of Proverbs. And Father, we pray that you'll speak to our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. All right, all right. So take your Bibles, turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 27. Uh, chapter 27, we started this new chapter a couple lessons ago. And uh, you'll have to excuse me, I'm battling a little bit of the uh, scratchy coffee throat today. I feel okay, but just uh, a little bit, uh, I don't know, just that time of year, I guess. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, pardon me for taking a drink of water there. But, but uh, Proverbs chapter 27, and we're looking at tonight how to succeed in an unsuccessful world. And uh, I've been relating back to America from time to time when we're talking about subjects like this. And tonight I'd like to do the same thing just for a moment. And uh, our, our country... Um, really, I think we could probably say uh, over the last uh, several years, 20 years, maybe even 50 years, really hasn't been succeeding uh, as our country once did. Amen. I mean, uh, and, and, and what, I, what I mean by succeeding, I, when I say success, I'm not necessarily talking about financial success. I'm not necessarily talking about materialistic types of success here. As we think about what our country was founded on, uh, true success really should be seen uh, through the lens of Scripture, amen? I mean, that's what we want to be successful in. We want to be successful in the things of God, whether uh, it's a church, whether it's our family, certainly a nation, a country, what have you. And so what we're talking about here is success with God. And, of course, when you have success with God, that's going to lead to a lot of other successes uh, as well, amen? And uh, so certainly that's where we want to be successful. I know I've probably shared this with you before, but that's all I've ever asked out of my children. I, you know, what they do for a career, whether they went to college or not, none of that really concerned me. All I've ever wanted for them to do is to be successful in the Lord Jesus. Everything else would be taken care of, right? Amen. And, and so and then we could say that about any of us tonight. Amen. Uh, we need to be successful in the things of God. Unfortunately, we, I say we, mankind, we have the, the tendency to put the successful things uh, that have to do with the Lord on the back burner to be successful in the world. And, and that never works. And, and we see that a lot today. And that's always sad to see. It's why we're losing a lot of our young people to the world when they grow up and get out on their own. But as our country continues, uh, and I, I know you all agree with this, our country continues to move farther and farther from God, uh, listen, our country will, will succeed less and less. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, this is going to happen. Uh, we might have some, some you know, high points here and there, and the economy might get good for a while or what have you. But, but as we continue to move away from God, our success will be related to that. Uh, and, and, you know, we always need to keep in mind, though, that, that failing nations are failing because the citizenship, the population of that nation is failing. You know, we, we tend to blame government and, and everything else, but at the end of the day, it, it's people that are failing. Um, and, and, and so again, I, I think we probably all understand that. And when I say people, I'm not saying everybody, uh, but, but I think we would all agree tonight that's pretty much how the world is today. And so, but with this in mind though, the good news is, is that even though the world uh, is failing, we as believers tonight, even as individuals, we can succeed. Amen? 
Isn't that wonderful news? Uh, you know, uh, we can succeed in an unsuccessful world. Uh, we, can see, we, we can live wisely, even in an unwisely world. We can live godly in an ungodly world, and I believe you understand. And so tonight we're going to look at some more Proverbs. We've looked at these subject matters uh, before. We've covered them, but I've just been trying to apply them to, to different applications, if I, if I may. And so tonight we're going to look at some more Proverbs and see uh, to, that, that show us how we can be successful in an unsuccessful world. <clears throat> and so number one... Uh, and, of course, most of us here tonight are, are, are somewhat long in the tooth. I just celebrated my 47th birthday. and I mean my 57th birthday. And uh, so, so we, most of us uh, are, are empty nesters and been that way for quite a while. Uh, but uh, uh, number one is live in a way that honors your parents. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, this is probably more geared towards uh, young people, this first point. But, but I want to go ahead and share it with you because I think this is how we need to be praying for our young people and how we need to try to influence young people as well. And so we need to live in a way that honors your parents. Uh, that's how we su succeed in an unsuccessful world. God will certainly bless you when you honor your parents. Amen. And uh, so we see there in uh, Proverbs chapter 27, verse 11, he says, my son, uh, be wise and make my heart glad. Notice he's saying, as your father, make my heart glad that I might answer him that reproacheth me. And we'll talk about that last part of the verse here in just a moment. But, uh, you know, I'm always careful, you know, I try to be careful when I say this. Um, I heard a, a message by Brother Ted Houston. I talk about him quite a bit. He's gone on with the Lord. And uh, he was talking about, uh, in the early days of the Bible when they would make arrows that they would spend all this time making them but every once in a while there would be something on the inside of that arrow that wasn't seen and when it was shot it wouldn't fly just right. And he was actually preaching a message on, on wayward children and I thought it was very thoughtful and it really helped me a lot as well. So I want to I be careful when I say this but I believe we, could, we would all agree tonight that children can be a reflection on us. Amen? Now, I'm not saying this in a good or bad way. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not, this isn't about fault or anything. I'm just saying that our children do reflect us. In other words, our children carry on a reputation, right, of our family, right? Uh, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, them going astray, but, but no doubt we, we would all see that today. Uh, they are uh, a, a testimony uh, to the world. Uh, and they reflect us, uh, right or wrong, good or bad, you know, that's not the point tonight. But the thing is, is this is where, you know, uh, I used to have the opportunity to preach quite a bit at a chapel at a local Christian school, and even the, the school, you know, a couple different schools there around Camden area, was asked to preach chapel every once in a while. And, and I, would, I would always, you know, at times when, you know, preaching on this subject, I would always say, look, children, you know, whether they were teenagers, you know, middle-aged or uh, juniors, is that we sh you should always live in a way that brings, brings your parents a good name. Amen. Now, we need to do it ultimately for the Lord, but, but God makes it clear we're to honor our parents. Amen. And, and uh, certainly there's a promise that comes with that as well. And the thing is, is that if, if, if young people today would understand that, God's going to honor their life, Right. And uh, so, so children that are rebellious uh, towards their parents or towards, you know, authority, those types of things, uh, their family, 
uh, listen, God's not going to honor them. And so it behooves us as parents, grandparents, to teach them this. You know, because if they're, if they're dishonored, if they're living in a way that, that doesn't bring honor to the family of what they're taught, they themselves, God, they're not going to succeed in the world. I don't care how smart they are or whatever, okay? And so God makes that clear. And uh, so, again, if they, if they do honor a parent's good name in this case, God's certainly going to honor them. And uh, it says there on the last part of the verse, he says, My son, be wise, make my heart glad, that I may answer him that reproacheth me. So what's he talking about there? And this is probably more evident uh, in, in maybe parents that, that are in a leadership role. I'm a pastor, so I'll look at it from that point. Now, praise God, I've never experienced this, maybe to a small degree, but nothing like I've seen from other, you know, talking to other pastors before. But, but people can be really cruel, and they'll often attack those that they disagree with or have a beef with. They'll often attack their children as well. And we've probably all seen that at times. You know, they don't like the parents, so they automatically, they find fault with the children. They go after the children. I've seen that, and that's terrible. Um, but what I try to tell young people is, is live above reproach. Don't give the enemy any ammunition. Amen? In other words, stay far away from that. Amen? Uh, that's important. And if young people would, in other words, uh, you wouldn't want to do anything that would bring reproach to your parents. Give your parents a bad name, right? Amen. I mean, uh, my dad died, but I still wouldn't want to do anything, even today, that would bring a bad name to him. I still want to honor him and what he's taught me, right? And uh, so, so we don't want to give the you know, enemy ammunition to use against our, our family, our parents. But the other side of this is, for us tonight, because most of us have even grandchildren, is that we, again, we have to do our job in promoting and living, you know, up to a good family name as well. I mean, we need to give them something to brag about, right? Uh, but, but, but also, we need to teach these children this. I mean, they, they need to understand uh, that, that uh, a name uh, means something, amen, or, or it should. Uh, and, and, you know, to have some pride in that. Not, not, not in a sinful way, but I think you all understand what I'm saying. So we need to live, if we want to have to succeed in an unsuccessful world, children need to live in a way that honors their parents. Number two, to succeed in an unsuccessful world, we must be leery at times. Um, uh, Brother Brad, he, 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 you know, he catches every little thing I say, and he's a, he's a humorous guy. And uh, he sent me a plaque the other day. Well, I say the other day. It's probably been two years ago now. And it simply says, I'm against it. <laughs> or no, I'm against it. I'm against it. That's right. And uh, so, and I, and I, and, and I know, uh, you know, I've made the comment at, at times, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm just leery of preachers and, and spiritual leaders that aren't against anything, amen. I like preachers that are against stuff, amen. I, that's just, you know, uh, and, and I, don't, I don't mean that to be ugly, but I'm just saying we, if we want to succeed in this unsuccessful world, we need to be leery of the things of the world, amen. I mean, the, the Bible makes that perfectly clear. We have an adversary. His name is the devil, amen, and he's roaming about seeking whom he may devour, and guess who he would love to devour tonight? Our, our family, our children, amen? Uh, and when I say devour, I'm talking about kill even. And so we need to be leery, amen? And it says there in verse 12, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are 
punished. That word punished means they pay the price. And we might think of a captain of a ship. Uh, you know, it would be silly for, uh, especially in Bible days, uh, before the technology is that we have today, for a captain of a ship to navigate the sea, even though there were no storms and everything seemed calm, to just go about his day supposing that no storms, no rough seas would ever come. That would be a foolish captain, would I? I mean, I'd want a captain that, that is leery, that's watching the horizon, that's making sure things are set, you know, things are, are in working order when that storm does come. And, of course, when we think about navigating through this world, that's why the Bible is so important, amen? I mean, hey, listen, uh, I, I believe this. If you, if you read your Bible and study your Bible, you'll be leery of the world. I, I just believe that. Um, uh, and it helps us to see potential danger. We call that discernment. You know, a lot of Christians today, uh, I believe they're going to heaven, but they lack spiritual discernment. And your attitude towards the Bible is your attitude towards God. Your attitude towards the Bible will also have an effect on your discernment and how you see things. Simply said, there are a lot, of, a lot of Christians that are engaging in things that the Bible is against or warns us about. And so we need, if we want to be successful, we need to be leery of things. Amen? Uh, and, and so, you know, we shouldn't be living, uh, you know, like there's no danger in this world. Amen? Because there is. Now, we don't live in fear but we need to be leery of things. And again, the Bible is so important. Unbiblical decisions will always put us in the path of the storm, um, but right biblical decisions will help us to even avoid the storm, in this case, to go around it and not even have to go through those things. So to succeed in an unsuccessful world, we must be leery at times. Number three, uh, be careful if you want to succeed in, a, in an unsuccessful world, be careful who you deal with in business and we've looked at this exact same proverb back in chapter 20. It's worded exactly alike. But it says in verse 13, I feel like I'm popping or something. Why? Am I rumbling? We'll try that. All right. So um, verse 13, look at verse 13. It says, Take his garment that is a surety for a stranger and take a pledge of him for a strange woman. Now we've seen that uh, strange woman before. And in this particular verse, a strange woman here, if I understand right, it's not speaking of an immoral woman in this case. I'm not really even sure exactly why the woman part is put in there, but it is. But basically what it's speaking about here is a non-Jew. In other words, it's not a Jewish lady, okay? And so maybe it's because maybe in those days men might kind of let their guard down a little bit because it was a female per se. But what we're learning here tonight is that particularly Jews were to be careful when doing business with Gentiles. In other words, they needed to say, okay, uh, you know, hey, listen, uh, they're, 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 they're not Jewish. Uh, they are heathens, uh, uh, you know, people that didn't believe. They, they were uh, barbarians in many ways. Uh, and so God says, you know what, you need to be careful. You don't want to be a surety for them. You don't want to do business with people that don't have the same biblical outlook as you do. Amen. You know, and so again, we look at these things. And now, you know, today we live in a business world. We're in the church age. But the point is, is if you, if you do business with, with those that are of the world, you certainly need to do it in a way that holds them accountable. Now, you need to do it in a Christian manner, um, and certainly the Bible gives us guidelines, but, but we need to protect ourselves, amen? 
uh, from that because this world is not our friend, amen? Uh, and, and so again, we need to be careful who we do business with. And there are some, as we've learned in other Proverbs, that really it would be best to avoid doing business with them altogether. Uh, we've talked about this before, uh, especially, you know, the younger you are. You know, um, the Goths, you know, they're just newly married, okay? And I would be leery of them going into some type of business deal with somebody right now because they're, they're young, they're tender, they don't understand. Uh, as they get older, that will be probably less of a less of a problem. Uh, so we need to be careful if we want to succeed in an unsuccessful world, we need to be careful who we deal with in business. In other words, we are believers. We're looking through things through the eyes of Scripture. The world is not. And so we need to be careful with that. All right, number four, to succeed in life in an unsuccessful world, remember, uh, this is kind of out of the blue, but I'm just trying to keep it all together. Not everybody is a morning person. This might help your marriage. All right, and uh, verse 14, He that blesseth his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it shall be counted a curse to him. <laughs> now, I have to guard against this because I, I, I'm, I'm a morning person, you know. I was up at 4.30 this morning, just bouncing around, having the time of my life, right? And uh, now my wife, not so much a morning person. And, uh, and, uh, and you know, and I, I tend to be kind of loud sometimes. Maybe I'm kind of pouring it on a little bit, just to aggravate her, you know. But, uh, but I love to go in and say, good morning, beautiful! <laughs> you know, and uh, she kind of one eye open and you know the rest of the story, right? So, but, uh, but we're, we're playfully playing there. Uh, but uh, uh, I'll just say that, you know, uh, it's just common courtesy to be aware of things, amen? <laughs> In other words, uh, uh, when, when most might be just waking up, we just need to be careful with people. And, and we might even say, too, you know, uh, you know, sometimes people are going through a rough time. Um, and, and uh, you know, they just need to be understood. They, they need to be comforted, you know. And sometimes just trying to, you know, we might try so hard to cheer them up and trying to be funny and those types of things that we might actually end up, you know, uh, hurting their feelings or offending them. So we need to be careful with those types of things. So just a, just a simple little thought there to succeed in life uh, is remember, not everybody's a morning person. Amen. Number five, ladies, uh, God is saying uh, to succeed in life in an unsuccessful world. Uh, bear with me now. Uh, don't be a nag. Now you say, I don't like that. Well, here's what our verse says, okay? And uh, verse 15, a continual dropping in a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Contentious means argumentative. It means being naggy, okay? That's the word, all right? So verse 16, uh, whosoever hideth her, in other words, if you could, you know, control that, hideth the wind, which we know that's not possible, uh, and the ointment of his right hand, which bereath, uh, itself. In other words, it's like trying to keep something that in this case smells good from smelling. Okay, And so, uh, ladies, if you want to succeed in life in an unsuccessful world, uh, you don't want to be a nag. Now, contentious also means, again, to brawl and argue. Uh, in other words, looking for a fight, looking to prove something, looking to be right. Um, and the Bible says, God says that it's like a, a water drip late at night, you know, something that just, you know, ticks all the time, all right? Uh, that is irritating. And, you know, whether it's a, a clock ticking or whatever you want to put in there, something that's some type of contentious noise that's just really getting on your nerves, 
uh, so it is with a contentious woman. Uh, and, and I believe that this is important. You know, I, I know we might joke and, and so forth, and that's fine. But, but uh, the Bible makes it very clear that a home that has a contentious woman, you say, well, what about a man? Well, God's not talking about a man right now. He's talking about a woman. Amen? And, and so let's just keep it here. And so a home that has a contentious woman, listen, will never succeed. It'll never succeed. Uh, and, and that's um, something we need to understand. Um, again, it would be like trying to hide the wind or containing the smell of a powerful ointment there in verse 16. No peace will ever come to a home that has a nagging woman in it. No peace. Amen. And, and so that's something that I think that uh, God would, would uh, have ladies to remember. And uh, if you're not a nagging wife, then amen. Keep it up. Amen. All right, number six. Whew. All right, number six, uh, help others to succeed. Verse 17, iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Uh, so uh, if we're going to succeed in life in this unsuccessful world, we need to help others succeed. And we notice that, that both pieces are sharpened. Uh, there's two pieces of metal, contact, friction, ironing, sharpening iron, if you will. And God certainly made us, and we've talked about this in our um, uh, series on Sunday mornings, we've mentioned this a couple times, that God has made us to interact with one another. Amen. You know, there is no lone wolf Christianity that wins people to Christ. I'll just tell you that right now. Amen. Um, and, and so, now we're talking about doing it right, doing it biblical, being aware of, of boundaries, particularly when it comes to men and women, those types of things. But, but, uh, when we interact with one another, when iron is sharpening iron, it not only helps other people succeed, but it's helping you succeed as well. Iron and sharpeneth iron. You're both being sharpened, if you will. And so it's important. And so when you help a friend uh, with face-to-face uh, -face help, amen, <laughs> you know, I'd like to dwell on that for a little bit, but, but you know, the good old days when you look somebody in the eye, amen, uh, and, and listen, I'm just saying it makes the world a better place, amen, amen. And both you and the one you're helping, again, they, they sharpen one another. So if we want to succeed in an unsuccessful world, we need to help others succeed. Amen. Number seven, be a loyal employee. Notice uh, what verse 18 says, Whoso keepeth the fig tree shall eat the fruit thereof. This would be a vine dresser. They didn't necessarily own the fig tree, but they kept good care of it, and they benefited from taking good care of that. Amen. There's, boy, there's, there's a lesson that a lot of young, you know, I'm picking on men usually, but a lot of young men and women, but a lot of young men could, could understand. They just, you know, they, they are not thankful for their job sometimes, amen. That's what's feeding them, right? And it says, uh, Whoso keepeth the fig tree shall eat the fruit thereof, so he that waiteth on his master shall be honored. And uh, so we're talking, we're looking at this in, in the context of, of an employee. Uh, you know, again, I... I suppose I succeeded pretty well, you know, in the secular world, even before I got saved. Um, I certainly wasn't the smartest, certainly not the most talented, wouldn't even consider myself a great leader. But, but I had a, a boss one time tell me, my last boss that I had, you know, as far as my secular work. And uh, he was a good man. I, I, I respected him. I think he respected me. Uh, I don't think he necessarily liked me, <laughs> but, but he told me one time, and he was just an old, rough, grainy, North Carolina Southern boy. I mean, tough as, as rawhide, but he, and he always called me son. 
Actually, he called me Cool Hand Luke. I don't know why, but that's what he called me. But anyway, um, he said, he said, well, he said, he said, he'd always say, son. He'd say, son. He said, you, you, you'll do well, and and you'll continue to do well, because one thing you do do is you treat this company like it's your own. I remember him telling me that. Now, I didn't really put all those pieces together. I was still pretty young then, but. I tell you, we, we don't have that today. Um, to, to, you know, a lot of people, when they go to work, it's, it's them against the man. It's like, what can I cheat them out of? What can I, how, how, how little can I get by with and still get paid? That's, the, that's what's being, you know, promoted today. Um, and God's not going to bless that, amen? Uh, certainly not going to bless that, um, uh, and again, I, I think this gets back down to discipleship, mentoring. We got to get back to teaching young people about loyalty and pride on the job. Hey, listen, if you don't like what you're doing, go find another job. Amen. Uh, but uh, good old fashioned. And again, I, I look at this patriotically. Hey, listen, when a business does good, America does good. And when America does good, we all do good. Amen. America will never succeed with the lazy bunch of people we have out there today. You know, America's never going to succeed when, when we got more takers than givers. It's just not going to work, amen? Uh, and, and so again, we've got to get back to good old-fashioned American pride in a job well done, amen? And uh, I haven't worked for a lot of companies, but, but I, the companies I have worked for, I was proud of that name. I was proud of that machine. I was like, hey, I, you know, I'm a part of that, Amen? Uh, and and uh, when, when that, that company prospered, when that fig tree gave off a lot of figs, I prospered as well. Amen. Praise the Lord. I mean, isn't that amazing? I mean, it's simple, but it works. Amen. It's called capitalism, by the way. And uh, so, so, again, it may not be your fig tree, but you'll eat from it if you treat it right. Amen. Well, I tell you, if we get some young people to get a hold of that, it'd sure help them. All right. I'll quit ranting. Number eight. Uh, we can succeed... Um, in an unsuccessful world, actually, let me rephrase this. We won't succeed if we neglect our heart. Verse 19. Verse 19. It says, As in water face answereth to face, so the heart of man to man. Now, the water here we see right away is being used as a mirror. It reflects back what you really look like, if you will. And so we're talking about the heart. Um, this would be our character, our actions, our words, our, our behavior. Our behavior reveals who we really are. Amen. Uh, you know, you guys have heard me say this before, but it's not how we act, it's how we react. You know, uh, you know I know I've probably said this before, but, you know, if I go to a job interview, I'm going to act a certain way. You know, I'm going to, yes, sir, no, sir, I'm going to, you know, well, there was a day when you, you know, put some decent clothes on and, you know, those types of things all about today. But, but you know, I'm going to act a certain way, right? Uh, but, but the real me is how I react when somebody doesn't do me right. I mean, that's, that's really where I'm at, okay? Uh, and so that's what this is saying. Our heart, our character, our actions, our words, our behavior reveals who we really are. It reflects back the true image of ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong, it, 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 we're, if we're all honest, we all have to admit, we have those moments in life, you know. Uh, so what this is talking about is, you know, if it's our normal course of life. You know, if, if, if our normal course of life 
is, is uh, always reacting in a negative way, I, I'm just saying that, that you're not going to succeed in life. You, you know, God is trying to tell you, you need to change some things about yourself. If you look in the mirror and you see something wrong with your face, you fix it, amen? Um, if you can, <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying, right? And uh, so, so uh, again, if our normal course of life is, is li that way, then, then we're going to have a hard time succeeding. You know, we've talked about anger. We've, we've talked about uh, uh, sadness and bitterness and discontentment, those types of things. Hey, look, if, if that is part of who you are tonight, look, you won't succeed. You won't succeed, amen? Uh, Psalm 139, 23 through 24 says this, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And, and that's a great preventive maintenance prayer, actually. In other words, we all, listen, we all got a hang-up tonight, every one of us. We got something we need to do better at, right? And, and so we need to ask God, say, Lord, show me that. Reveal it to me. When I'm not behaving the way I need to behave, show it to me right then and there. Uh, you know, repent of it and lead me in the way of everlasting. Amen. That's what we need to do. And so we won't succeed if we neglect our heart, if we neglect uh, our, our, our uh, behavior even. Um, you know, and, and this is done by neglecting the spiritual tools that God gives us uh, to keep our hearts right. You know, church, Bible, uh, prayer, those types of things. Other Christians, listen, if we do that, we won't succeed in life. Number nine, to succeed in life, uh, you can't live for the flesh. We've talked about this. Look what it says. Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. And so just like uh, in here, we're talking about the grave, uh, uh, the place of hell, never satisfied. Uh, you know, our flesh, I mean, you know, it's just, I'm not talking about eating food, but, but the more we try to feed our flesh, it just, the hungrier it gets. You know, enough's never enough, is it? Um, and, and the world is never enough for those that are, you know, anybody that is looking for the world to satisfy them, the world will never have enough for them. And the more of the world they get, the more of the world they'll want. And there'll be, a, there'll be a tragic failure in life. You can gain the whole world and still be the biggest failure of all time. Amen. And I think Solomon's a pretty good example of that. I mean, the wisest man in the world. Nobody, nobody could do, be, and have anything like Solomon did. I mean, he, he did it. He could be, do, and have whatever he wanted. And really, the end of his life was a massive failure. You know, there's some that, that don't even believe he made it to heaven. And, and you know, and, and I don't know, but, but certainly he did not end well, right? Um, and, and, and again, he, he, he loved the things of this world. And so you can feed your flesh with every desire you have, but still not succeed in this life because we're talking about biblical success. And then number 10, it will be done. <clears throat> to succeed in an unsuccessful world, uh, don't base it on the praise from others. Look at verse 21. As the finding pot for silver and the furnace for gold and the, the heat, the fire... Uh, will will show the real silver, the real gold. It'll 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 reveal it for what it really is. So he says, "So is a man to his praise." Now, there's a couple different thoughts on this. Um, I'm kind of taking the the negative approach here. Um, some gauge their success by what others say about them. They're looking for the praise of man. They, they do what they do to be noticed. They do what they do to be applauded. And certainly the Bible says that that's wrong. And so praise, 
just like fire in this case will reveal what the, the, the precious metals are, praise reveals a lot about ourselves, you know, just like the heat does those precious metals. Um, and the point is, is if, if, if it is all that a person lives for, and really it's an ego thing, it's, you know, you're, you know people want to feed their ego. Um, and, and in other words, just like you have to have the fire to refine the silver and the gold, there are people out there that have to have the praise if they're going to be happy. If they don't have the praise of men, if they're not noticed, if they're not patted on the back, if they're not complimented in some way, they go into a deep, dark depression and they're not happy. Amen. Uh, and, and certainly when it comes to the things of God, we ought not ever be that way. Amen. Because we know God knows, right? And, and we, we do it as unto the Lord. Amen. Uh, and certainly He will uh, uh, honor that. The Bible has a lot to say about humility. Uh, I, I believe, you know, I'll call it tonight, sincere embarrassment. You know, that's a sign of, of healthy humility. In other words, when, when you're, you know, you're a little embarrassed if somebody does applaud you or somebody does congratulate you or what have you, you know, there's a little bit of a, uh, a sincere embarrassment there, a healthy humility. Um, and, and, you know, I think when we do this, we're, we're really seeing ourselves as we should. In other words, yes, there's some good things in my life right now, but it's because of God's blessings. And, and I don't have to be noticed by man, you know, to be, to be honored by God. Amen. Uh, and, and, and that's a good way to be. So there it is. We're done for tonight. Ten great truths that will help us succeed in an unsuccessful world. Amen. Let's all stand. We've got time for a uh, time of, uh, of uh, uh, invitation tonight. Maybe God's speaking to your hearts. Uh, again, these were some things that probably most of us understand, and probably most of us are even living. Uh, we've got the cream of the crop with us tonight. Appreciate you guys so much. Love you guys. But as we do a Bible study, I believe God puts these things in our life to remind us of some things. Maybe there's some people on your heart tonight. Uh, we had several prayer requests of people that are sick, uh, some that have got the bad news of cancer. Uh, those types of things. Maybe tonight come and pray about some of those things or maybe just something on your own heart and mind you'd like to pray for. I mentioned young people several times tonight. Uh, you know, work ethic, uh, respect towards parents, those types of things. Maybe come tonight and pray for not only the young people that are in our church but just in our community and what we might be able to do to, to be a part of their lives and to help them, you know, uh, pray for America. So much we could pray for tonight. So let's spend some time around God's altar tonight doing business with Him. Father, we thank You for this day. Father, we thank You for the blessings of life. We thank You for Your love, Your mercy, Your grace. We thank You for the Word of God. And Father, just some practical things. Lord, I know I went kind of quick. There were several there. But Lord, I hope and pray that they were a, a blessing to the folks. And Father, just a great reminder uh, for us tonight, Lord, that there's a reason why we believe what we believe and live the way we live. And even though it's not popular at times, Lord, we, we know that you'll bless. And so, Father, help us, Lord. I, you know, the, uh, certainly I could do better in many of these areas we talked about tonight. And, Father, help me to, to be the dad and husband, uh, uh, the preacher, the friend uh, that I need to be tonight as well, Lord. And so, Father, just help us to come and do business with you. Spend some time uh, praying uh, and calling out your name. Father, we'll thank you for all you're going to do in these next few minutes. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. Of course, if you're here tonight and you're not saved, you don't know Jesus Christ is your Savior, I would strongly encourage you to come and
get my attention and we'll take somebody to take the Bible. That is the Word of God. And uh, show you how you can be saved through faith uh, in the cross of Calvary. Amen. The invitation's open. God's speaking to hearts. Won't you come? Won't you come? Come pray for that struggling young person. Might be a friend, a friend of a friend. Might be a, a family member. Whatever the case is. But they would seek the Lord. I suppose at any given time, we all have a wayward family member of some type. When I say wayward, I don't mean that they're out doing evil things. They might be a good citizen, might be a, a good person. They're not necessarily immoral or wretched, but they're stale and they're cold in the things of God. And Maybe just come and pray for them and ask God to get a hold of their heart. Or maybe you do have a loved one, a friend, young person or whatever that is making some dangerous decisions, doing some things that are not healthy spiritually and otherwise. Maybe come and pray for them as well. Lift them up tonight. God loves them, I can tell you that. I can tell you He wants to see them succeed. It could be you just need to come and pray for them. Maybe God will put somebody in their life, put something in their path to help them. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Not even 7 o'clock yet. Amen. Praise the Lord. Some of you say, well, it sure feels like it. <laughs> Amen. Well, God bless you. Hope and pray you have a great rest of the week. And I actually think it's going to kind of warm back up a little bit by the weekend. So uh, not bad for November anyway. And uh, so let's remember each other in prayer. And um, uh, just uh, remember these on the prayer list. And uh, uh, want to remind you too that time changes right is it this Sunday and uh, so uh, fall back and uh, so worst case you'll just make it to Sunday school amen <laughs> so so but uh, so fall back and uh, uh, we'll we'll also be changing uh, uh, now we'll go out tomorrow night for those that want to go and like I said as far as visitation but you can go any day you want any time you want uh, but uh, we'll switch over to Saturdays uh, after this week. Um, and so I'll, I'll be letting you know about that as well. And uh, so, uh, uh, like I said, uh, if you can't go on those scheduled times, just just go. Grab, get somebody to go with you and, and go out soul winning. Amen. Knock on some doors. Hang out some door hangers. And uh, it's, a lot, it's a lot of fun. All right. Well, let's go ahead and be dismissed uh, in prayer. And uh, I'm going to get to Brother John Higgins. Brother, if you don't mind, to dismiss us in prayer, please, sir.